Last summer, I completed the longest run of my life. I ran from my house in Government Hill, through Anchorage, over Powerline Pass, around turning an arm to Girdwood, through Crow Pass, back to the highway, finishing in Anchorage in 37 hours, finishing my first 100 mile ultra marathon. Yeah, thank you, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still haven't really celebrated to this day, and hardly anybody even knows about it. Why? Because I was at the lowest point in my life. I was depressed, very sad, unemployed, misusing alcohol, I was closeted, and honestly, deep down, I knew I was on the brink of divorce. I was not the whole person you see before you today. Honestly, I found running out of necessity. I needed an escape. I needed a way to reflect and to try to find myself. But even on that 100-mile journey, I never found the healing I was after. There was one day last summer that I'll never forget. I walked out my front door and then found myself standing in the middle of a bridge between Government Hill and downtown Anchorage. My hands were on the railing in front of me as I stared up at the setting solstice sun, feeling exhausted and tired and numb of all of the erasing and hiding and sacrificing who I am, feeling like a burden to everyone around me. It was too much. And I felt my focus drifting to the pavement below as I pictured myself diving into relief. And then I turned and kept walking. After the divorce, I read a book called Sissy, a coming of gender story by Jacob Tobiah, a trans feminine non-binary person much like myself. And in it, they described how they ran across the Brooklyn Bridge in high heels to raise awareness for a local LGBTQ shelter. And in my mind, I was like, I could do something like that. I've ran marathons, I ran a 50 mile, and I ran the 100 mile marathon, I could do something like that. So I started wondering how far people had ran in high heels. So I Googled it, running a marathon in high heels. Two stories popped up, and I immediately decided I was gonna become the third. I was gonna run the Anchorage Mayor's Marathon in high heels. So, where did I get the heels? I went the same place I always go for my running shoes. Goodwill. <laughs> and immediately, a pair of four-inch glittery heels caught my eye, and I thought, those, those must be the ones. So I tried them on, and they fit well enough. I was ready. I was very, very wrong. I clenched my teeth so hard through the first three-mile training run and then fell defeated back into my front door. No part of me believed I could run 26 miles in heels. So I, can, I started questioning myself, and everyone else already was. Aren't you afraid of hurting your body? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was. But those are the kinds of questions I had actually already been responding to for the better part of a decade. See, I used to wear heels every day in Washington and California when I worked on college campuses, walked through the cities, and even presented at national conferences. It was kind of what I was known for. But when I came back to Alaska, the heels didn't make the return trip. And it's kind of a good thing, because the first job offer I got, before I got to accept it, I had to agree that I wasn't gonna wear heels. So I kept questioning myself until a trans friend of mine was attacked here in Anchorage. Then the pain, the rage that I had been suppressing, it all came up in me and I knew I wasn't gonna let hatred force me back into hiding and I wanted to run the marathon then more than ever because it was so much more than about me. My coming out story has always been about more than me. It's about trans liberation. 
It's about the movement that started long before me, about the trans feminine people of color who fought for the liberation that I get to enjoy. They were visible and showed up. And this marathon was my opportunity to be visible and show up as well. So that first run, yeah, it was unimaginably painful. But it was also empowering. Because see, while wearing heels, I ran across that very bridge that I considered jumping from the year before. So I knew I was ready. June 19th, 2021. I remember pulling up, taking a deep breath, looking myself in the mirror, and then walking over to the starting line in three-inch heels, a running skirt, and the trans pride cape I sewed for the occasion. Then, right after beginning, gravity started pulling me down that giant hill from Kincaid. And I know what some of you are thinking. Justin, that's the easiest part of the race, running downhill. And you know what I'd say to you? No. No, it is absolutely not. Not in heels. I caught the eye of a spectator nearby as I heard them ask, Woo, that must hurt like hell. Yeah, of course it does. But so does transphobia. And as I was running, I wondered if they knew that. I wondered if they knew how much pain I used to be in. And in that moment, I realized I couldn't locate shame anywhere in my body, even though the year before, that's all I felt. I was in a flow on autopilot until I got to the portion I hadn't trained for, the wooded trail in Bicentennial Park. It was like running on landmines. Each rock that found the center of my foot sent a jolt of pain through my entire body. And then the wooden bridges, the wooden bridges that had perfectly heel-sized slots between each of the boards... <laughs> It was as ridiculous as it sounds. So when I made it back to the pavement, I knew without a doubt I was going to finish the race. But before I could, I had to do something about my feet. So I sat down on the side of the trail, rolled down my compression socks, pulled the sewing pin needle I had sashed in the, the seam of my vest, and proceeded to lance the bubbles on the bottom of my feet. So just like poking a hole in a water balloon and then applying pressure... A stream of liquid squirted out across the trail. <laughs> and then I kept going. <laughs> and as I crested the final hill and could see the Delaney Park strip and the finishing line in the background, my run turned to a sprint. I ran around the gated turn, under the cross the grass, and under the finishing line, and then I just stood there. Because I knew somewhere in those 26 miles I had found myself and I didn't ever want to lose them again. It was so much more than an athletic feat. I had made it. I survived. And in the same heels I'm wearing here today, I stood proudly and I smiled because I love myself. And I knew it was my time to thrive. Now, I still think about that day on the bridge. But I don't feel sad. I feel gratitude. Because I overcame so much more than anybody will ever know. And now... I really am living my very best life. I've returned home to self-love, belonging, and worthiness. It is my time to thrive. And yes, I am embracing the low-key fame that comes along with breaking the U.S. record for running a marathon in heels. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>